Order like a champ at Raisin Cane's. With tailgates of hand-battered chicken fingers and cane sauce and jugs of freshly made tea and lemonade, you can guarantee victory for every game day meal. Raisin Cane's Chicken Finger, one love. Order online or on our app. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Society 13 and Progzilla Radio proudly present Frog Watch with your friend and host, Big Tony Rousey, a.k.a. Frog's Watch. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
That opening track was Battle Scars by Galahad from their 2012 album of the same name, Battle Scars. Before I get too far ahead of myself, welcome back for another episode of Prog Watch. This is your old pal Big Tony the Prog Squatch coming at you for one more week as we wind down 2016. I hope you enjoyed that best of 2016 show that I did with the gentleman from the Progressive Aspect last week. Anyway, for this week, I have a couple of different things lined up. One, we have an interview with Stu Nicholson, the lead singer from the UK prog band Galahad, who provided our show opener. I spoke to Stu a few weeks ago, and we're going to listen to some of that, and we're going to get some good Galahad music in. And I uh, also have a special feature that was lined up by our friend Rob Fisher, our resident reviewer, Dr. Rob Fisher. He had been in touch with the German artist known as T, that's Thomas Thielen, and at the time, T was just completing his latest release, and Rob and I were actually among the first five or so people in the world to hear this new album. It has been released at this point, but we're going to have a special edition of Progressive Discoveries looking at the new album by T, a.k.a. Thomas Thielen, a little bit later in the show. So let's get things moving and listen to a little bit of that conversation with Stu Nicholson singer from the UK prog band Galahad. So anyway, yeah. as I understand it, you guys, Galahad, started out in the mid-1980s playing a lot of covers, some prog, some more classic rock, as well as some of your own material. It was kind of dark days for prog, so uh, what prompted you to center on your own compositions and to take up the prog banner? Well, we always wanted to. We always generally wrote our own stuff anyway. We didn't ever like doing covers, to be honest. The only reason we did covers was because a lot of the local venues would only have bands in if they played covers. Sure. So what we tended to do was pick covers that people knew that were hits, like Kaylee by Marillion and you know a few Rush things and some well-known Led Zeppelin maybe and some old Genesis tracks. I think we did Land of Confusion and a few, a few songs that have been recent hits, you know, and um, and sort of built it from there. And gradually, we put more and more of our own material into the set, um, and it was always supposed to be a more prog thing because Roy and myself were both very obviously into our progressive rock and as you say unlike these days where anything goes in those days it was a very dirty word because of course it it wasn't that long and after the sort of new wave movement only sort of you know four or five years really right and uh so of course you know we we used to get a lot of flack and because we weren't a heavy metal band we weren't a heavy rock band but we weren't an indie band indie you band weren't a punk band either band. that was my next question did you get yeah, any we flack? Were a punk band. i mean we always put on a really um energetic show i mean you know we always said we could you know we could out metal the metal guys and out punk the punk guys in terms of our stage show if we really you know if we wanted to we were always quite confident and everything and i did wear a bit of makeup and stuff and which always went down well you know and, and the good thing about it was I, I, I've never done it because I'm shy. I'm not shy at all. But basically, it's it's a great way of being remembered. You know, people look at you wearing strange makeup and they think they either think that's that looks interesting or they think you're looking the right idiot. But they don't forget. Which <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> is good at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to be memorable. You know. Yeah. Well, exactly, and and that did help a lot, to be quite honest. Plus the fact that we did do we did play songs that were a little bit different as well. Okay. Um, I know my friend and Progzilla mate, Andrew Wilde, wrote your biography, which is called oh. One One for the Record. Yeah, I, I, I actually uh, proofread Andrew's next book, which is going to be about Pink Floyd. Um, I think it's going to be published next year. So, yeah, 
you know, yeah, we're I've kind got, of. I've got, I've got, I've, got, I've, got I've, I've seen it actually. I've seen quite a lot of that because obviously okay, we're quite okay. close and quite uh, in touch all the time. So yeah. yeah, that's what I understand. He's a longtime friend. So uh, can you tell us a little bit about your relationship what, and what it was like to be immortalized in such a manner? Um. Yeah, it was a, it was a good project. I mean, I'm always looking to, for doing different things. I mean, we've done so many albums over the years. I thought, well, why not do a book? And I had actually written my own sort of biography up to a certain point, and uh, and and we sort of got we got chatting because because obviously we the link is Twelfth Night because obviously Andy did the Twelfth Night biography as right. well. Um, and uh, we got chatting because Roy and Dean had played with Twelfth Night when they were formed, okay. and uh, and I asked him if he would be interested, and he said, yeah, sure. So. We sort of got on with it. I sent him what I'd written, and he promptly rewrote the whole lot. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and it, yeah, it, it, it went down really well. You know, we um, it was just nice to get all our thoughts down before we get too old and forgetful. Right? Did he uh, follow along? Go to go to gigs or did observe, or was it more or less you know just interview type stuff? Or I think it was a combination. Andy's been to see us a few times at you know various gigs and what have you. Um, he also came down here to interview uh, most of the band, and we interviewed Tim, who at the time was living in the Philippines, which is quite amusing because it's, it's a lot later over there. And right. Tim, I think he was drinking. He was quite drunk by the time we finished. <laughs> but we were Skyping him visually, and it was quite amusing watching him gradually sort of uh, fall into the sort of alcoholic abyss, as it were. But, <laughs> Yeah, because of course, when it, when it was sort of mid to late afternoon here, it was the middle of the night over there. So, right, um, I, I interviewed Ben Craven in Australia a few months back, and yeah, he was uh, going getting ready to go to bed, and I was just rolling out of bed here in the United States. So, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, so you know, we did. That's what we did really, and um, obviously, a lot of the information I sent to Andy, you know, um, gig guides, posters, or, or I mean, I'm a bit of an anorak when it comes to all the information. I, I'm a hoarder, basically. I've got everything we've ever done, and you know, all the posters and flyers and and dates, all the gig dates, and all the band members and when they joined and when they left, all that kind of stuff. Ah, the band so, historian. Yeah, basically. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I basically run everything effectively uh, with my well, my wife, Lynn. She she gets involved as well. She does all the admin and does all the merchandising and sends everything out. So, um, but uh, yeah, between us, we tend to do pretty much everything apart from write the music. And how about we take a little break right here and listen to a little more Galahad music? This one is entitled Seize the Day, and it comes from the EP of the same name, which Galahad released in 2014. Touch 
to feel, to taste, to smell, to see. It could all be taken away in an instant. In an instant. Look at the beauty of life, surroundings in 3D. Colors, shapes, textures, and aromas. Feel the warmth, feel the cold, feel alive, feel alive, feel alive, feel
Once again, that was Seize the Day, the full version, from the EP of the same name released by Galahad in 2014.
So I thought this might be a good point to stop, take a break, and we'll get in that special feature on the new album by T, a.k.a. Thomas Thielen, which I mentioned earlier in the show. So here's our man Rob Fisher. On Progressive Discoveries this week, we are taking a look at how music can be used to explore and develop a core cluster of ideas and feelings which blend and fuse with each other over a sustained period of time. German multi-instrumentalist T, a.k.a. Thomas Thielen, has just released his sixth album entitled Epistrophobia. The release is a direct follow-on from his 2015 album Fragmentropy and continues T's wrestling with the transitory fragility of relationships, the moments and episodes which come together to make up our lives, and the struggle to find meaning in what happens to us and in everything around us. The open inquisitiveness and expansive curiosity of Fragmentropy is transformed into a more somber yet highly melodic set of explorations which are at one and the same time intellectually intense and emotionally provocative in equal measure. We're going to listen to track three, Contingencies, What If. It is part of a trilogy of segments on the album, which are brought together by thoughts of loss, of death, of why this person, why here, why now. Thielen uses parts of the trilogy to pay a moving homage to the passing of David Bowie, the experience of chance, of accidental happenings, underlines that we can know nothing for certain. Everything is of the moment. So we're going to take a pause here and we're going to listen to Contingencies, What If, from the brand new album by T. Thomas Thielen, entitled Epistrophobia. So we're not strangers anymore. Our love is friendship now. There'll be no doubt you'll real. There is no doubt at all. Our last bad news I have. So bad it makes me cry. You see the devastation when you lose your alibi. Stop the 
creativity, freedom, health, spirit, inspiration. Again, that was Contingencies What If from the new album by T entitled Epistrophobia. When one Mellotron just isn't enough, call in the professionals. Progzilla, proving that prog isn't just for dinosaurs. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now we'll get back to Rob Fisher. As the album progresses, T uses our feelings of nostalgia, not to dwell on the past, but to do the exact opposite. Open doors to the idea of possibility to understand that moments pass from one to the other and that what we see as endings are in fact always the beginnings of something else. Nothing is ever finished or complete. There is no point when you can look back and see a definitive pattern or meaning. Our lives are always on the way, moving from beginning to beginning to beginning. We are here, now, living, loving, suffering, laughing. The final track of the album, Epistrophe, becomes a hymn of joy, of new wonder, an ode to the ceaseless possibilities which come our way over and over again. As life courses through the beating of the blood in our veins, so life in the world is a beating rhythm which courses with creativity and vibrancy from cradle to grave, always on the move, always seeking and finding new directions. At this point we're going to hear the track entitled Epistrophe, from the brand new Thomas Thielen release, T, as he goes by, entitled Epistrophobia. Dear friend, so glad you're back from holding the stars I looked for you everywhere, finding you Thank you. 
Once again, that was Epistrophe by T from his brand new album, Epistrophobia. Now back to Rob for final wrap-up. T's music has always demanded your time and attention when listening to it, and this new album is no exception, but it is time well spent for the rewards it yields. Once again, that was our resident reviewer, Dr. Rob Fisher of The Progressive Aspect and Prog Radar. And if you're interested in more about any album we ever feature on Progressive Discoveries, check the website. There's a tab there for Progressive Discoveries that feature each week when we have one. And uh, you can find links to the artist's website and usually even links to Rob Fisher's review if he has reviewed the album. So check that out at progwatch.com. Now back to the main body of the program. We're going to hear some more from Stu Nicholson of Galahad, and we're going to hear some more Galahad music. So uh, your last few albums, which are great work, by the way, they, they seem to move in a little bit of a different direction. Your, your sound got a little heavier, um, but there's still a lot of cool keyboard. I like keyboard stuff. You know, I like sequencers, that kind of stuff. There's enough of that in there, but it, it got a little more, say, muscular, guitar-driven maybe. Was that a conscious thing or something yeah, that just happened? It was really a conscious thing because the problem was for years we were working with producers and engineers locally who didn't really understand what we were doing. And we're sort of a progressive rock band, but it needs to be a bit heavy at times and at other times it needs to be more pastoral. And a lot of them just didn't get it. You know, they were either, you know, a guy that we worked with, uh, Steve Smith, a lovely guy, but he was very kind of middle of the road. And whenever we recorded, it didn't seem to have any guts. You know, we wanted someone who could record something with a bit more balls to it. And, um, and we got talking to Carl Groom, who we've known for many years anyway. Uh, we've played with him a few times at gigs, and we met up with him. And and um, and I heard some Threshold stuff that he'd done, because obviously he's in the in the band. Mm-hmm. And I really liked the production. I thought, great, now this sounds really good. This sounds, you know, crisp, modern, you know, with a nice clean sound, but quite heavy as well. And uh, so we got Carl involved to do Empires Never Last. Uh, and since then, I think he's done... Uh, three or four studio albums, uh, several EPs, and a few live albums as well. So, yeah, and in fact, we're going into the studio on Wednesday to start recording an album called Seas of Change, which will be coming out next year sometime. Oh, great. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, um, do you have, uh, you know, you've been, in, you've been in the business a long time. Um, can you think of any really cool stories from the road or studio that you can share with our audience that are uh, PG-ish? Uh, funny funny stuff, uh, crazy stuff, gigs that went south, anything? Cool, blimey, off, off the top of my head, that's difficult. But, yeah, I mean, many years ago we, we were touring in Europe and our tour bus broke down. And um, this is in the days before sort of uh, decent mobile phones and what have you. And... Um, 
a guy, the guy who owned the tour bus, um, refused to believe that there was anything wrong with it. We said, no, it's broken down. You know, we, we can't move. And we, we managed to, we were in Austria in the, in the middle of the mountains, and we managed to get a, uh, a recovery vehicle to take us to a garage. And he asked us to actually take a photograph of, 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 of the bit of the bus that had broken. And I said, yeah, but it's underneath. It sounds like it's underneath. So to get underneath the bloody bus <laughs> and uh, get a camera, take a picture of this thing, and then and then um, we printed the, the picture out and we, we had to fax it over to him. And it was just a nightmare. I mean, the whole thing was a nightmare. I mean, we managed to stay in a hotel for the night. And then because the bus was completely broken, we then had to put all our gear onto trains and get it all up through Germany, up to Holland for the next gig. And, um, and, and also we had to get ourselves up there as well. So that was a nightmare. And when we got back to the UK, because we didn't have a tour bus, we actually had a, a big sort of, I don't know what you call it, a cage that they put on boats and all the gear was in, the, in a couple of cages. And we actually managed to book about eight taxis to basically drive <laughs> in convoy all the way back from Dover to where we live, which is about 150, 200 miles. Um, and the, the taxi drivers thought it was hilarious. Yeah. But, uh, and then before we got home, um, we, one of the taxi drivers said, oh, we're here, we're here, you know. So we got out of the car and we said, I don't recognize this place. It's, it's, uh, I've never been here before. Where are we? He said, oh, you said that you wanted to go to Chichester. We said, no, we said Christchurch. Oh, right. So we got the wrong town as well. <laughs> so, yeah. So eventually we got home very tired and very uh, miserable, actually. But <laughs> right. back, it, was, it was quite interesting. But yeah, it's the only time that we've ever been on tour in Europe and effectively been stuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the uh, Galahad convoy. Yeah, um, story. Hey, there you go, listeners. You you got an interesting Galahad convoy story. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anything um, else? Yeah, but um, no. I mean, you know, um, we we did our first uh, like radio session, proper radio sessions up at Maida Vale, which is the BBC's state of the art studios in London, and it was the first time we'd used flying faders where they sort of automatically, you know, you set, you set the mix and everything and it sort of does it automatically. And mm-hmm. it was just incredible on, on, on the desk, you know, we'd never used those before. And, uh, that, that was an interesting, um, time, you know, um, they're actually moving on the desk. Yeah. Yeah, I, exactly. Because I do a little bit of this on, on, you know, for my own entertainment mainly and a couple of my yeah. friends, but yeah, nowadays it's all on the computer and you just program it. Well, then you, you, you watch them move on the screen, but, uh, it, that would be interesting to actually see them moving in the studio like that yeah we'd never seen it before we'd only used on use manual desks and it was you know it was quite exciting you know but um yeah i mean a lot of things have happened over the years we've played some very odd gigs you know we once did a gig at a car showroom um and the only audience was basically people coming in and looking at cars which <laughs> is very odd yeah uh, you know quite quite a bizarre thing um, and we've done a couple of carnivals where we play, played on the back of trucks and lorries and we played one carnival locally and I had the mic stand at the back of the truck and the truck just suddenly stopped quickly and the microphone stand went flying off the back of the truck. And the <laughs> car. So that, that was interesting. <laughs> Luckily, it didn't do much damage and we apologized profusely. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's, it's been it's been an eventful time. 31 years, actually. So yeah. A long time. The things we do for Prague, huh? Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> could be a song in there. I don't know. I think be, yeah. maybe they've done it already. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yes, it's Martin from Yak. 
You're listening to Prog Watch. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're tuned to Radio Progzilla. Streaming across the net 24 hours a day. Radio Progzilla. Simply the best progressive rock radio. So let's pause and have another tune from the band Galahad here. This one comes from their 2012 release, Beyond the Realms of Euphoria, and the name of the song is Guardian Angel.
Once again, that was Guardian Angel by Galahad from their album Beyond the Realms of Euphoria, which was released in 2012. Now let's listen to some more of that Stu Nicholson interview. You, you said there's another album in the in the future. That's that's great to hear. So I I sometimes ask artists, what's what's the writing process like? I know some people like are more, you know, they'll have it all worked out, you know, everything they want, and they know exactly, like, they can hear it in their head, they know what it, what it's supposed to sound like, and then there's other people that are very loose, and they get in there, and they start playing it, and, and some, you know, uh, some it's some suggestion, it just kind of morphs and starts to change into something else. What do you guys like? Do you, ham, you know, do you have it all worked out, or do you, you let it, like, evolve organically? it depends it really depends on what kind of mood we're in um sometimes we will literally jam in the studio and come up with ideas and riffs and uh, and a, a song will gradually come together and morph itself i've got a shed load of lyrics and words and i tend to sort of go through them when they're playing and think what you know what, what would fit what would make sense um other times i might come up with some words or lyrics and i'll speak to dean our keyboard player who i do most of the writing with and i will sort of sing him some ideas melodies choruses verses and he'll work something out you know um and then other times the other way around is he will work on some music uh and at the moment we've got about 20 tracks at the moment that we for future albums and he will send the tracks over and then i'll listen to them and and um and you know get the vibe and try and write some lyrics and, and get it all sorted you know so yeah it's there's many different ways of doing it and it depends again whether or not it's a, a short acoustic number or maybe some long sort of epic-y thing. You know, it de- depends on the, the style of the track to a certain extent as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I understand that. Like, uh, you know, on some of the Yes stuff, whenever they, you know, they'd leave they'd leave the studio one night and have no idea what was happening the next day, but it, they knew they were going to come up with something. You know, they had it so much recorded, and then it's like, well, tomorrow, you know, they had to take it to the next, you know, take the next step or whatever. Um, did you ever build an epic in that manner, you know, where you, you had part of it worked out? And But I remember hearing Bill Bruford say, you know, none of us had any idea of what, what the track was going to be, you know. It, it was sounds like it was really loose and very free to grow, I guess. I guess they intended to have it go on. It's like, well, we can't end it here. And, you know, what can we do next, you know, uh, when like linking different pieces of music together? Oh, definitely. I think, yeah, without a doubt. We have done a similar thing, although we've never done it to the extreme that Yes have done it to. Um, and I think quite often, I, I think it was Rick Wakeman was interviewed and they did some, They did a gig at, I don't know if it was Madison Square Garden, somewhere in New York, I'm sure of it. And um, and the press was sort of asking, saying, well, how did you manage to work out all these sort of intricate little bits of music? And it sort of doesn't seem to make sense. And suddenly it all comes together and it must have taken ages. And Rick said, no, we just made it up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of what I get, you know, this Bruford interview I saw kind of was the same thing, you know. No one knew how the song was going to end, you know. Exactly. Well, you know. Nothing was sort of specified, it just turned out how it turned out. And um, and we have done similar things in the past. I mean, we, we, we've actually got two albums coming out. We've got an album called um, Quiet Storms, which is uh, coming out hopefully at the beginning of this coming year. Uh, and that's actually made up of quite more mellow tracks that we've done. Some are, some are tracks that were, have been on EPs previously, but never on albums. Some are reworked older tracks, some are new tracks, but they're all quite mellow. It's sort of more of a kind of a mellow kind of album, and they're all fairly short tracks. So there's 15 songs on that album. Okay. And um, 
and there's a couple of covers on there as well because I, you know, we did we recently did a cover of Mock Ramstein's Mine Heads Brent, so we put one of those versions on. Right, I've heard that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and also there's a track called um, uh, Mars by John Grant, who is a uh, an American songwriter who I really like. He's not prog particularly, but but you know, we I sort of did a did a version of that purely really for my own. Uh, benefit because I just enjoy I like his music so we, and I changed some of the lyrics around so they're more kind of uh, they, they sort of relate a lot more to to me and us and my sort of friends and what have you so it's quite a personal track um, and that's hopefully going to come out in the new, early new year and then towards the end of next year hopefully we have a track called Seas of Change which is actually a 42 minute epic it's okay. one track it's literally one track and that's what we're going to be working on this week in the studio like the last Comedy of Errors album. It was just one epic track. Oh, really? Right, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess pieces, you could excerpt pieces out of it. That's the difficulty in playing something like that on the radio, though, is if there aren't like little sections that can kind of stand alone, you know, who's going to play the 42 minute <laughs> totality well, exactly. of it? Yeah. Radio play could be a problem. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, we will do a few edits. There are a few verses and choruses in there as well. There, there's... We think, we hope. I mean, obviously, everyone has their own perspective on on what they think of the music. Uh, but we just we hope that um, you know there is enough melody in there and enough enough sort of change to make it interesting as well. So, so we'll see. Yeah, there are, there are a couple of uh, tracks. They're not actually tracks. They're sort of sections, I suppose, that we can um, we we can mould into some kind of maybe a, a single edit or something. Yeah. So um, we'll, we'll see how it goes. All right. Um, so, what are you guys up to? Uh, any live dates or anything coming up? Any any big uh, festivals or anything coming no, up? It's been very quiet actually because we've literally been concentrating on this new track, this new album. Um, so we've been writing. Hopefully, once we've got everything recorded and we we know when we've got release dates um, for the albums, we will then obviously think about doing some shows. Um, you know, hopefully, um, we'll be nice to get over back over to Europe again at some point, and uh, one day it'd be nice to get to the States again. Actually, um, maybe Rossfest. Well, yeah, I mean, we were supposed to do Rossfest again um, a couple of years ago, but I, I don't know what happened, and um, we were even sent a contract, and it all kind of went very quiet, which mm. is a shame because we've always got on with the guys really well. So I don't quite understand what the issue was, um, but um, you know, maybe we can get over there again in the next sort of couple of years or so. Sounds so we, very good, yeah. Yeah, we'll just, just have to see how it goes. So Yeah. Yeah, it, but it's, it was great. I mean, the last time we did it was fantastic, and we recorded a live album there, and and the uh, the, the American audiences were great, you know, very supportive and very vociferous, actually. So <laughs> We tend great. to get vociferous, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Crazy yeah. yanks. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. Good weekend. All right, so uh, was there anything else you really wanted to talk about? Um, no, not particularly. Um, just keep, basically just keep an eye out for new material and, and gig dates. Obviously, if people want to get in touch with us, they can email us um, at uh, band at galahadonline.com or they can get in touch with us on Facebook or on our website, which is just galahadonline.com. Um, yeah, and that's kind of it, really. Okay. I, I'm quite nervous because I'm looking at Progsquatch, your picture on here, which is quite bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, is he wearing a mask while he's doing the interview? That could be quite interesting. <laughs> no, I'm just sitting here in my old. This is actually one of my kids' old bedrooms. After all the kids moved out, I just moved all my stuff up here, and 
started my my podcast to keep me out of trouble and eventually it's uh it's been growing and doing okay so and i i'm, I'm enjoying talking to interesting people like you oh thank you thank you very much i mean thanks yeah. for getting in touch you know it's yeah just... so you know i'm thinking maybe yeah maybe next year we should do it again after you have some new material sure sure yeah um yeah we can do that i'm yeah, any any time really so all right yeah we're friends on facebook so i know where to find you huh Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm quite easy, easily found, as it were. All right, man. Well, it's been great talking to you. Yeah, it's been great. It's been, been great talking to you as well. Yeah, cheers, Tony. And, I appreciate uh, it, yeah. Yeah. Well, keep in touch, and we'll speak soon. All right. Yeah, take care. Take care. Yep, bye. bye. So I hope you enjoyed listening to that interview with Stu Nicholson, the singer from English band Galahad. I'm going to leave you with one more Galahad tune before we move on a little bit here. The name of this one is Termination, and it comes from their excellent 2006 release, Empires Never Last. Time 
Once again, that was Termination from Empires Never Last, the 2006 album, by featured artist this week, Galahad. In this past week, I was greatly saddened to hear of the passing of Greg Lake. Greg was a personal hero of mine. Uh, back in the day, I played bass and uh, do have somewhat of a deep voice, and I uh, I, I sang a little bit, and uh, he I admired him very much. He was just cut from a different mold from a lot of other singers. He had such a deep, rich voice and was such a great musician. His passing really hit me, and it came from out of the blue. I guess he did such a good job of keeping his illness a secret that nobody saw that coming. It was just I woke up one morning, and there it was. You know, all over my news feed on Facebook, because all my friends, my fellow DJs and whatnot were all abuzz, you know, about the passing of Greg Lake. And I think in a month or two, I'm going to do some kind of a pro- proper tribute. I'm going to devote an entire show, I think, to Greg, his musical legacy. But in the meantime, I wanted to finish off the show with one from Greg uh, while he was with Emerson Lake and Palmer. This is from Works Volume 1 in 1977, and the name of the song is C'est La Vie. C'est la vie Have your leaves all turned to brown Will you scatter them around you C'est la vie Do you love And then how am I to know If you don't let your love show for me C'est la vie In the night Do you light a lover's fire Do the ashes of desire for you remain Like the sea There's a love too deep to show Took a storm before my love flowed for you C'est la vie
Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.